Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back. <laughs> already sounds so fried. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Girls With Fun. I'm like, I want to ask you how you're doing, but I... <laughs> we just well, yeah, like, I was doing great. Off <laughs> I was doing great. I have my, like, herbal tea after dinner, you know cozy from a warm shower I just took I was like ready to relax and like I actually did all my podcast homework like so ready and now my computer is just like IDK (laughs) (laughs) so yeah if I mysteriously vanish I apologize we'll do our best oh god all right um in the interest of making sure Julie's mic doesn't drop out let's just like hop into it Uh, um So first I have on this list is the Dynamite Holiday Remix, which which was dropped on the 11th, as well as the sing-along that accompanied it. What are your thoughts? What are my thoughts? Um, well, (laughs) it's funny because I saw a tweet literally the day before it dropped, like, I just need Bongtan to release a Christmas album so I can, like, listen to Bongtan and Christmas music at the same time. And it's like, ask and ye shall receive because <laughs> it was dropped, like, the very next day. So, um, <clears throat> I like it. Um, I'm like, okay, so if we just add Jingle Bells to any track of <laughs> Christmas song, <laughs> like, I like it. Don't get me wrong, but... I think because I knew it as, like, a general song first, I'm, like, having a hard time, like, separating that in my brain, if that makes sense, so. Uh, yeah, um, the video was really cute, right? Like, the sing-along was, like, super cute. <sighs> Maybe it's because I've listened to it as so much, like, so much at this point. I kind of want Dynamite to just be put to rest. <laughs> just kind of ready i guess i'm still streaming life goes on so it's kind of like what we were talking about in a previous episode where we're like do we stream dynamite or do we stream life goes on and the correct (laughs) answer is both but um yeah yeah like if it's gonna be like a a a holiday remix i just want it to sound different from the actual track like it's just (laughs) so evident at this point that you've stripped the original instrumentals and then just laced it over some like like you said jingle bells I just want a little bit like I want some diversity (laughs) it's something different I guess the thing that scares me is that like I won't say all of the general public but there are portions of the general public that have been really loud about how like the only reason BTS got top of the charts was because they released like 5,000 remix versions. Um, and that was clearly not true. Um, cause they did it with life goes on and like dynamite was already charting when the remixes came out. So those people can pipe down, but I guess I, I don't know. I love dynamite. It was in, I think it was my second most stream song of the year. Um, I'm not like opposed to it in any way, but I would also like us to like, expand our repertoire of like things the general public knows but then on the flip side is the general public listening to the dynamite christmas remix i don't know yeah like clearly it's for army i want like an actual like you said like a bong christmas album or like 
an actual Christmas single. Not dynamite with like sleigh bells ringing on it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how much of this we're going to have to keep. <laughs> I don't want to say it so hard. Is it bad? Like, can I not have an opinion as a fan? It's not like I'm saying I hate them or I like hate the song, right? Like, it's not bad. It's just, it's just my own personal thing with Dynamite at this point. <clears throat> I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. So if we go down, we go down together. Oh, uh. uh, like, I just, I just want to move past. Also, because I feel like we, The emphasis that people put on Dynamite instead of on Life Goes On made me really upset. So to see, like, Dynamite get another remix, yeah, which could have been given to Life Goes On, because didn't they even perform? Well, I mean, it, okay, it wouldn't fit, but just like the lyrics of Dynamite doesn't fit to, like, <laughs> this Christmas beat, Life Goes On really wouldn't fit either. But, I mean, they performed Life Goes On on, what was that, Corden? And it had, like, the whole Christmas theme with it. Mm-hmm. And it was really yeah. nice. Yeah. There were some single bells on Life Goes On. Like, I just want people to actually listen to yeah. Life Goes On. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, Dynamite's had her day. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I think... Okay. This could be a steaming hot take. So feel free to dissent and or later cut. But... I don't know if there is, um, like, a quintessential Bongtan song. I don't know if you could say, like, this is the song. Because they do so many different styles. But, like, Dynamite is not a quintessential Bongtan song. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be on B. I thought it was, like, a one-time release. Like, a single, basically. And then mm-hmm. we got a ton of remixes. Cool. Um, I really like the Tropical remix. I love seeing it on TV. I think it's a catchy song that, again, a lot of different people can relate to. Um, but, like, I don't want us to, like, get stuck here. And I think my fear is, like, sure, Dynamite is the Grammy-nominated song, right? They're going to be hyping it up at least through the Grammys, but... I guess I I was scared would life goes on even chart um, before. I I feel like at least in the U.S. they gained a lot of like mainstream acceptance when they did a song in English. And that's fine as a strategic move, but I don't think... I don't really know how to verbalize this in an appropriate way, but I don't want BTS to have to compromise. I don't want them to get stuck as being known in the West for their one English song when they have this whole amazing catalog or repertoire or discography in Korean. And that's the thing that makes me nervous about Dynamite never going away. Yeah, yeah. No, I I get where you're going with that. Like, Dynamite being their defining moment. And, like, yes... Dynamite contributed to, you know, or is the reason why they got this Grammy nomination, right? For, like, pop duos for Dynamite. Um, So, like, yes, Dynamite is great. 
But like you said, I worry that people will like Dynamite or BTS specifically because they made this all English song when they typically don't do that. Right. Which is why I would like if we focused more <laughs> on Life Goes On, which is major um the majority of it is in Korean and it was like created and like curated by them. Like it's such a special song. The whole album B is like so special. Whereas Dynamite, like you said, is like a one off thing. Like they've said thousands of times. Dynamite was like a one off thing that just came about because of the pandemic. Like there's like a reason why Dynamite exists. But I want BTS to live on and be known for more than just their all English pop hit. Yeah. And I guess BTS has nothing left to prove. But my from my perspective as a fan, I would like to think that maybe this isn't even my battle to fight necessarily, but BTS has done so much and they've worked so hard. Like I remember seeing DNA for the first time on TV in 2017. Um I think at the AMAs or New Year's Eve performance, probably both, right? Um but like it was weird at that time to see BTS on like my television and not my phone. I guess I feel like they've kind of broken into the mainstream and I don't want them to have to compromise like their own songwriting, their own lyricism because they did not write dynamite. No part. So I guess I just feel bad like that they've grinded and worked so hard and perception of them has changed a lot but the song that makes it to the top of the chart isn't one that's like a really personal song yeah yeah i get it (laughs) i mean like you said of course they can do whatever they want right um and again it's not like dynamite is bad Mm -mm. (laughs) it's not it's not a bad song i like it right like (laughs) It's not like I hate it. It's just I. One of the things that like set BTS apart from everyone else was their involvement in their music, right? Yeah. And it's just not there with Dynamite. (laughs) It's just not. I mean, yeah, they're singing it, but. And I don't know about you, but it feels like they've gotten so much media coverage lately, which is fantastic. Um, I'm here for it. And in, like, major publications, let's say. Um, and a lot of them talk about, like, BTS's offering. Um, you know, they, they broke out because they talked about mental health or they talked about, like, struggling in a society that's stacked against you or they talked about, like, the struggles of youth that were relatable around the world. Um, and, like, it's strange to me that if that's what these articles are highlighting – the track that they're most like referencing the most right now is dynamite because dynamite is not that like, it's a fun party song and it's a good song, but it's not like, you know, they talk about their like grind and their like input into all of their songs. And it seems like dynamite was less input. Yeah. I mean, they have no writing credits. They took the song as is. They've said it, like, so many times, right? Yeah. And there's, like, no again, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with having, like, other, uh, another, like, songwriter or whoever, like, write a song for you and you just sing it. People do it all the time. Of course. Mega, mega hits. Your favorite songs are probably not written by the artist at all, right? Yeah. Right. But 
I don't know. I guess it's just been like the essence of BTS for so long. And I think there's a cognitive dissonance there. If that's what you're going to talk about in the article, you should then not be talking about Dynamite. Right. Like, it's fine to talk about Dynamite as a fun pop summer song, but if you want to talk about their tracks that are about mental health or societal struggle or anything like that, like, Dynamite is not your track, period. Yeah. So. And I appreciate Dynamite for being, like, just a fun, happy-go-lucky song. We always talk about, like, (laughs) if we were at a hypothetical party, like, who would be harshing the vibe and who would be, like, having fun. And, like, Dynamite is your go-to, like, party song, right? Like, yeah, I want to race down the highway in my car, Dynamite at top volume. (laughs) Right. We needed it at that time. I need it now. Like, how long has, like so much of this like stuff drawn out that we're dealing with like nothing at least in the u.s has fundamentally changed since dynamite was released yeah so it's not even that i at a personal level i'm done listening to dynamite i've streamed it at least three times today along with the b album but i am worried about like general public perception at least that i see in the u.s getting stuck here and we can't like move past it yeah yeah so Anyway, should we move on to our next topic? I mean, I would be, I think it's an interesting topic and I'd be interested in hearing other people's thoughts about it. I mean, like, obviously this is open for discussion. Yeah. So, but whatever. Um, next, I have on my list, BTS was crowned Times 2020 Entertainer of the Year. Um, and so they made the cover of i don't think it was the actual cover but maybe like there's an insert with the cover of bts on it um and there was also an interview as well as a dynamite performance for this what are your initial thoughts so i actually think (laughs) we were just talking about dynamite in depth but i actually think this is one of my favorite dynamite performances of theirs so i i really I like the interview. Um, I thought the article was well written. Mm-hmm. It starts off and it sounds like a fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god. I didn't even comment on like the interview or the article. I was just like performance. Yes. Hello. Yeah. Like talking about Yugi. It was just I'm like this is all of us watching it, right? <laughs> um, I thought that it was well written. I thought that there were some points that other articles have tried to touch on and they handled it better um such as (laughs) bloomberg (laughs) handled it better i thought you meant they other other writers handled it better no 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 time handled it better um so there was like points that they touched on about like black lives matter and like bts donating to it which at this point i'm almost sick of hearing about it like (laughs) Okay, like, they did it. Like, that sounds bad because, obviously, like, I'm Black. And that was, like, really important to me. But people keep bringing it up. And usually they bring it up to try to, like, try to make BTS sound bad. But I feel like in this case they didn't. Um, And the fact that Jin was just basically, like, that had nothing to do with politics. Like, it was about, like, human rights, period. Like, shut up. <laughs> Stop asking us think, about it. I think BTS are getting tired of some of these questions, too, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. you know, like, tell us about your political activism. They're like, no, 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then like there's one where they're like, um, I think it was RM. Um, I rewatched the like video interview. I did read the article a couple of days ago, but it's not as fresh in my head, but I think it was either V or RM said, um, yeah, you know, like the Beatles comparison is like a big honor, but I'm getting a little tired of it. Yeah. Like at this point, it's like a cliche. Like you're just going to name whoever's next after the Beatles, yeah. whoever's big after the Beatles. And it's like, oh, they're the next Beatles. Like, okay, we get it. In the video I watched earlier, RM was like, yeah, it's a cliche. He was like, also we're seven. And I'm like, bro, we know. <laughs> exactly. Um. Also, no, I'm just saying in the article, we're gonna have to bleep this out, but like, shit happens. Which <laughs> I'm all here for like this little like curse and kick he's on recently. Clearly, time reached out to certain fans, yeah, um, to get their opinions and take on things, and it didn't sound like they took whatever they said out of like context mm-hmm. and changed it to like yeah. fit their own narrative. Like, it's, yeah. It just made sense. Um, also, Namjoon at the very end, basically giving the low-key middle finger to that one <laughs> journalist or scholar, whoever it was. These little boys from Korea are doing this. And I'm like, boom. <laughs> Calling you out without having to directly call you out. Like, okay. It also lets me know that they see these things just like we do. <laughs> and they probably get upset about it just like we do but since they're the bigger people in these situations they don't have to like come back and try to say anything um about these people who speak so nasty about them like they could roast them if they wanted to <laughs> that's what weverse magazine is for though <laughs> <laughs> but they choose not to or they choose to do so in music but don't like directly call any one person out. Just let you figure figure it out and think, hmm, is this about me? Like, if you feel some kind of way, then yeah, it's probably about it you. Probably. <laughs> exactly. I love the petty energy, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. But they're not that- petty. I mean, that's what you're saying. They're not, but just the like sly subtle call outs, I kinda live for that. Yeah, exactly. Um, they can be petty in their own kind of way. Yeah. I appreciate it. There was a bit of a, I'm like, should I even bring this up? A bit I of an uproar <laughs> on Twitter because uh, Jungkook was not um, quoted in the article. <laughs> so there was <laughs> a lot going on. Um, I won't get into the specifics, but I guess at the end of the day, everyone came to a consensus that, hey, like big hit the bts twit themselves like retweeted this article so clearly they're like okay with it in some sense and so i guess there was a bit of manager arminess going on there or is it i don't know was that solo behavior i think or... it's solo behavior honestly i was gonna say my response to you was gonna be i've always been mad scared of Jungkook solo stands like <laughs> oh man sometimes he just doesn't talk in interviews right like sometimes yeah. he just doesn't talk and I don't think that that's an issue he just maybe he didn't have anything to say they did maybe have that. one okay. of those situations no I'm just saying maybe that was one of those situations where he just didn't like say anything yeah 
Well, they recently did that Cosmopolitan, like this or that part two or like that interview. Um, and there was one where it was like text or phone call. And then yeah. someone was like, spot the introvert line. <laughs> and it's like Jungkook, Jin, and... Just those two. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it was only them because she goes yeah. there. Yeah. So I'm using their stage names tonight. Like I'm mad at them or something. There's no subtext here. <laughs> but i've been like rm <laughs> shuga um but anyway like and it, yeah it was jungkook and Jin. so you know i'm also an introvert and there's times when like i definitely don't have energy to talk to people so if someone else wants to carry that <laughs> i'm fine with it yeah i'm also wondering if they show them the final product before it's released and if they if they do, then could the members or whoever was reading it, proofing it, could have been like, hey, we just noticed that one of the members didn't say anything. Could you, like, interview them again? Or, like, yeah. ask them some additional questions? I have no idea how that works. But maybe they just cleared it. I don't know how the journalistic process goes. Um... But, but even TV performances, they don't all speak all the time. Yeah, that's true. It was also a blend of speaking to BTS as well as other commenters, whether it was fans or maybe like a professor or something. There was, it wasn't like just a specific BTS interview yeah. or it wasn't in like a question and answer format. Right. So, I don't know. I, I, I can understand where some army were coming from with wanting to hear from him, but I just don't know if all the time or if in this situation it was like a malicious um, like attack on Jungkook yeah. and not including him in there. <laughs> and I definitely feel like I've been the person in the Suga 93 hoodie about a bunch of these other articles, so I can't even act that chill. You know, like but whereas I feel like what's different with this is you can tell that those articles were clearly written to like create a negative narrative about BTS. Whereas I feel like with this article that was not the intention, I don't think they intentionally tried to like leave him out or intentionally were trying to make him look bad or the group look bad. Like, you can tell when the journalist has a clear agenda yeah, about BTS, 100%. and it's not a good yeah. one. So, <laughs> anytime we've gotten here and ranted about some article, it, it's because they were, like, like blatantly being racist. Like, yeah, <laughs> or yeah, yeah. Any, any one thing, right? Yeah. So. A hundred percent. I also noticed that when the interviews are in English, for the most part, some of the members are more quiet than the others. Like, if I was sitting in an interview um, in a language that I am not fluent in, I might be a little quiet. So maybe he just didn't have anything to contribute. They kill it in their foreign language interviews, but if they're feeling nervous or not, like, ready to engage that day, like, great. <laughs> right. And no matter how much I study, no matter how long I've been studying... I still get the same amount of nervousness every single time that I'm about to speak another language. So I can fully understand where he may come from, where maybe he only had a few things to say and the members may have already had touched on them. And so he didn't really have anything else to say. Like <laughs>
Also, on the 12th, the Fact Music Awards aired, I think you could only watch it on V-Live. You had to pay for it. Um, so I did not watch this. But BTS won four awards. It was the Year's Artist Award, Worldwide Icon, Listener's Choice, and they also took home the Grand Prize, also known as Daesung. Um, and they have won this award three years in a row. So congratulations to BTS for winning another Daesung. I saw that those music awards were originally supposed to be in February and they were postponed because of COVID. So um, I guess they just eventually were like, hey, we're having this now. So, but if they're trying to have it again in like two months for this year. Yeah. So I was kind of confused because it said that they announced the winners though earlier this year yeah. for 2019. So I'm like, did they, is this the 2020 results that they just did? Or is this what they already announced earlier in the year, but they just finally gave them the award? I don't know. I was kind of confused by that. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, but they also performed Dynamite as well as Life Goes On. And in particular, there was a bit of controversy about the encore stage. In which they just cut the music off on them <laughs> towards the end, which was really weird. Um, I know the like credits were already scrolling, and I guess the credits had finished, but to just kind of cut the music off on them was weird. I don't think that they were prepared for the music to be cut off, so it was also like I could feel the awkwardness. Like, oh wait, we're ending the song. <laughs> Ooh, if you're cutting off BTS, that's a bold move. Right. And, and and not to have like a kind of transition, like a kind of fade out so that where the audience couldn't hear that the song had ended, but just to completely cut it off on them. They're in the middle of singing it. Like Tay's in the middle of doing his part and, <laughs> and they just cut the song off. So it was really weird. Ooh. Yeah, it was really strange. Um also, I saw some people talking about how they spent, like, a lot of money on trying to, like, give everyone a hotel room, um, as opposed to what Mama did for their artists, but they spent, like, no money on, like, the sound system, so. <laughs> yeah, um, I even texted you before, like, what's going on with the backing tracks here? I couldn't tell if it was, like, the clip I was watching, um, like, because it was definitely, like, someone's restream or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, it was weird. It was strange. The last thing I wanted to bring up was this video that came out recently by Lee Jin-ho, which was originally in Korean. I saw the translated version. So, um... It's basically him talking about Big Hit kind of getting back at NBC for <laughs> um, excluding them. BTS, as well as the rest of Big Hit label artists um, from their end of the year award show. And then Big Hit getting back by hosting their own end of the year award show. <laughs> 
Um, and I just found it really interesting because um, we can all remember last year the whole controversy of BTS doing the New Year's Eve show in New York and NBC being pissed about it. Mm-hmm. And now BTS, or I shouldn't say BTS, now Big Hit suddenly has their own end of the year's award show. <laughs> Actually, it's funny because I had had that thought like, when I saw the time frame, I was like, isn't that, you know, the same time as, <laughs> and then I was like, well, I don't know, but I guess the thing for me is like, it seems kind of like a good, obviously I'm biased, but it seems like a good move from Big Hit's standpoint to like promote their own artists. Because I remember after BTS like went to the Rockin' New Year's Eve US stage, um, like the other big hit artists were not invited to NBC, even though they were available, you know, presumably. So this gives all of their artists like a platform to do a big end of year performance on their own terms. And that's really valuable. Um, I think at this point, like if NBC doesn't invite BTS, like it doesn't really matter for BTS but the thing that that video that you sent to me that was talking about is it's like kind of like a if you go on this, then you'll get this one. Then it's like, you know, you kind of build momentum or like this for that. Right. Because I don't know what his occupation is, but even Lee Jin himself was basically saying like it means nothing for yeah. <laughs> BTS at this point, whether they show up or not. It's basically um, sucks for NBC. What made me most upset was the power that these, I I don't know if it's like these producers, the power that they have over these artists and where they can and cannot appear. I guess I kind of knew, especially with knowing about BTS origin story and how they couldn't like get on music shows and they basically got on music shows because like people had like dropped out. Yeah. You know, because they didn't have those connections. But just hearing, like, someone confirming that these producers, like, if you don't have any, like, connections, you could have, like, a huge hit and you won't be invited to any of these music shows. They make you basically compete with, like, 50, 60 other artists slash groups Yeah, just to get on these shows. And you have to, like, suck up to them. I was going to curse and say something else. Huh. But you have to, like, suck up to them in order to get on these shows. And I don't like that. That just makes me... <sighs> yeah, that just gets under my skin. <laughs> context for me, I think. Because, obviously, like, I'm an I-Army. I'm American. I'm focused on... A lot of the time, our podcast here talks about what we see day in and day out. And more of what we know, which is fine, right? But, like, more of their treatment in the West. And I guess I erroneously kind of thought that bts was kind of above that now in korea like they didn't really have those problems anymore but obviously that's not true if nbc is being this petty i mean again it doesn't impact them but they're not like immune to it but it definitely impacts you know t by t and hyphen you know g friend well g friend's more established too but like this is something that all idols go through you know so um right And also the crazy thing that really stuck out to me is, like, they're immune to it now, but in the early days, like, going on those shows was expensive. 
they um the youtuber said that you get paid like a hundred dollars per show appearance okay even if you divide a hundred dollars by seven right (laughs) that's not great right but then on top of that you have all the makeup artists and the wardrobe people like you have to pay all your staff the drivers that got you there the managers that are there so you're really losing money for a good long time exactly and like he said you can't even protest about it because that's exposure for you to be on these shows you can't be like oh i need you to pay me more like they'll be like okay well then just go somewhere else (laughs) that just makes me sick like Ugh, the amount of power these people have and they know. And they only mentioned variety shows in passing, but remembering the somewhat early days of BTS on variety shows, like, what a pain in the butt. Like, again, I want to swear a lot more than I currently am, but what a pain in the butt. Like, they weren't even really getting paid, right? Like, to be on these shows and then to have the host treat them like poop. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Again, I'm trying so hard not to curse, right? But right, I just think of, like, the sheer level of aggravation that they had and for the most part like bts i would say you know was were such good sports on those shows i mean what choice do you have but i'm glad that bigot has the ability to be able to put on their own show and to know that however many fans are going to be able to like purchase these tickets and they're going to watch and it's going to generate enough revenue to where it won't matter if they go on those like tv station end of the year shows right but i'm sure it sucks like for other artists who don't have those options it reminds me how much um the label actually cares about their artist right right Um, and like how much they're willing to go to bat for them and when i think about it sure we can go back to the business model conversations right now like 90 percent of you know big hits revenue is bts or whatever but i think if they can continue to treat their like more junior artists um with that same level of respect and like willing to go to bat for them like that's how they're going to recruit the best talent and people that you know want to be in a company that like actually treats them well and like yeah as like basic as that sounds yeah i'm hoping that that will continue down the line i'm hoping that it doesn't ever change Because I think the reason why BTS and the company as a whole, or I should say partly, um, why they are at where they're at right now is because of, like you said, that respect that they have for their artists. So I hope that that doesn't change. Yeah. Um, I hope that they can be a company known for doing that. And maybe that will pass on to other companies and change how idols as a whole are treated. Because it's really gross. It was strange. I wonder in the early days how BTS even got on those shows. Like, in the very early days, right? Because Bong PD, like, yes, he started the company and the company was small and they were outsiders in that sense. But I think he had previously worked at SM. He was known, like, as, I think he was a producer at one of the other big three. Yeah, JYP. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, he's still, I mean... He was definitely an upstart, right? Right. He still had industry connections. And, you know, I mean, obviously they got on some of these shows, but it was a grind for a long time. Right. So. 
This is why I need my like army 60 minutes inside your <laughs> show. <laughs> Just gonna whine about like <laughs> be like, tell me about networking in the Korean music industry. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We need the inside scoop. But even the um video clip that you showed me, which we should definitely link, um the person who spoke to the youtuber about how this like splash splash system works or whatever he called it like his voice was obscured right um or her voice i shouldn't assume the voice was warped right but this person's voice was obscured um so they're not even willing to speak publicly about that system yeah because they probably know they would either what lose their job or be sued or something crazy 100% but obviously if it's like a known thing it's like an open secret yeah but I don't know I feel like the this is my observation um the U.S. is like you have to network a lot as well for things to work and you know connections always help and knowing someone always helps um so, like, I'm not saying that we're, like, superior in any no, way. No, in no but way. I'm, when, I'm sure when, it's the same like, thing. Like, you think like this, I'm just like, how does anyone make it anywhere? <laughs> like, I know. It's very disheartening. There's some awful things you hear about artists having to do in order to make it. And I feel awful like so thing. much of some of these industries is, like, relational. Like, solely. It's just nuts. Yeah. Well, on that depressing note, let's end it here. <laughs> I'm not trying to be depressing. <laughs> I always am, but I'm not trying to be. <laughs> no, but really, there's like nothing else to talk about. Um, okay, I'm sure there's things, but that's all. All right, let's all do one funny right tweet. Now. Let's like end on a funny note. One funny tweet. Oh boy, I have nothing prepared. Every time this comes around, I forget that this is a section in our podcast someone said i've seen more dynamite performances than i've seen my friends this entire year <laughs> i saw that i was gonna mention that one i'm so glad you did at first <laughs> I was like ha 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 and then i was like <laughs> like no but they're not wrong so the next time someone's like bts aren't your friends i'm gonna be like shut up <laughs> exactly also um during the was it called like the B album making or something like that? Sure. I don't know, the video they released recently and when Jungkook was like, I tried to do everything but I barely did anything. <laughs> like God, that's like a life mood. It really is, but it makes me mad because he's done more than like probably the rest of us combined. Like bro, you just directed an entire music video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I already shared my like find the introverts tweet that was like talking on the phone is scary. I prefer texting, and it is only Jungkook and Jin. Okay, can we talk about? I'm like way too into Myers Briggs um, <laughs> type indicator, um, like way too into it. But like, it's interesting to me that Jin is an introvert. Like, I see it, and obviously, like he knows his type, right? Um, but it's just interesting that, like, to me, one of the most bubbly, like, 
funniest members of BTS is also like the guy that's like, crap, I cannot answer my phone right now. That'll do it for today's episode of Girls With Fun. We will see you next week. Please follow us on our social media pages at Girls With Fun Pod. Or you can find us on Facebook at the Girls With Fun Podcast. Thanks for everyone who tunes in, who um, comments and sends us things on Twitter and Instagram. We really do appreciate everything that you do. 100%. Yep. And so with that, we are out of here. Bye. Bye.